A man's journey with God begins, continues, and ends with supernatural encounters that he orchestrates for him. No man will ever discover, enter into, and fulfill God's purpose in his lifetime without these supernatural encounters with God. Each encounter you have with God will not only transform your life, but will shift you supernaturally to a pedestal of glory where God can use you to transform others. A moment of encounter with God will shift you from where you are to where you are supposed to be spiritually and physically. Prepare Prepare your heart for an uncommon uncommon transformation from from God's word and all-round miracles by by the power of the Holy Ghost as God's servant. Chidebele Chidebele Udeze leads us in this special moment of encounter with God. Amen. In Jesus' name we pray. You're welcome. Those of us here, those online, you're welcome. Today we want to look at very important topic in our prayer church the secret of praying long hours why do we need to pray for long hours at a stretch some people will tell you that it is not the length of time you pray that matters that it is the heart with which you pray that matters. Yes, the heart matters, but the length also matters. The length has to do with the quantity, quantity. There is quality, but there is also quantity. Eh? The quality of dollar is greater than the quality of naira. But when you come to the world of dollar. You know that $10 is greater than $1. So when the issue of quality is settled, then we go to quantity. Did you get it? Yes. What $10 can do, $1 cannot do it. So, there is is power in praying long hours. When we talk about quality, we talk about the person praying... Your life must be correct. Your life must be correct. You must be a righteous man. Remember, it is the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man. Not every man. John 9.31 We know that God does not listen to sinners when they pray. John 9.31 So, if you are living in sin, the quality of the prayer is deeply affected. But when the issue of life is settled... Then we go to the quantity now. So, if you have not been praying long hours, you are missing a lot. And that's where I want to start. There are many benefits of praying long hours, but I just want to share one. Just one. That is very, very important. Then, because of our time, we now look at what is the secret or what are the secrets that can make a man to pray long hours. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20 is a very powerful verse in the scripture. Ephesians chapter 3 20. 
Let's read that verse. He has something to tell us on the benefits of praying long hours. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Are you there? Now unto him that is able to do abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. What a verse. Look at it carefully. He said, God is the one that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above how many adjectives? Three. God is able to do all that we ask. Let's start from there. God is able to do all that we ask. And is even going to do beyond what we ask to what we imagine. There are some times you, you didn't even pray. You just thought about something and the thing happened. <laughs> that is to say, God is able to do more than we think. So, you say that God is able, ability has to do with the power to do something. He's able to do above all that we ask or think. He's also all. Above all. Then abundantly above all. Exceedingly abundantly above all. What is the need for these adjectives? Is trying to tell us that there is nothing that we can ever ask or think that is beyond the ability of God to do. His power is limitless. He can do all things that we ever ask. Are you getting it? Whatever you can ask him, he is able to do it. He is able to do it. But there is a regulator. The regulator is in the second part of that verse. Eh? What will determine whether he will do what you ask or what you imagine? Above what you ask or what you imagine? Abundantly above what you ask or what you imagine? Exceedingly abundantly above what you ask or imagine? Is according to the power that is at work in you. In you. In other words... What you ask eh, may be the same thing that you ask. But God's ability to do what you ask is going to be determined by the power at work in you. If the power is not at work in you, to match what you ask, you will not have it. But this one that has the, the power at work in you will receive it. That's what makes two persons to pray the same prayer point. One will receive the answer. The other one will not receive the answer. That's what makes somebody, maybe you now, you lay hands on the sick and say, you sick, be healed. Eh? That sick person will tell you that before your prayer, the sickness was small. After your prayer, it increased. In other words, you didn't get healed. Then another person will pray for the sick and the sick gets healed. The same prayer for the sick. Why and how? 
There is no power at work in you to start this one. So there is a regulator. There is a regulator. Every generator has a power rating. If you power the generator beyond the power rating, it will collapse. It can only power things according to the power that is at work in it. Did you get it? Yes, and the manufacturer will tell you, the power that is at work in this generator is so and so what? He will give you the rating. So when you are powering the, the things that will be powered by the generator, you dare not power it above the power that is at work in the generator. Because it cannot work. Not as if that, those things cannot be powered. They can be powered, but the particular generator that you have, that is at work in you, in your house, cannot give you all these things that... Are you getting it? When you get a higher rating generator, you have all, all of that. So to get things done, God can do all things. He can raise the dead, but if the power at work in you cannot raise the dead, if you plug the dead and say, dead, rise, it will not work. Did you get it, that? Now, when you read Philippians 2, 12 and 13, you also says they say, work out your salvation. Philippians 2, 12 and 13. Work out your salvation, for it is God that worketh in you, both to will and to do. So, God is working in you, now, you have to work out. Now, what you will work out will be de dependent on the work that has been done in you. Now, how do you measure the, 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 the power at work in a man? Eh? How do you measure the power at work in us? There are two, two factors, at least two factors, that determines the level of power at work in you. Before I share that, let me also illustrate with a fan. You know, a, a fan. A fan has the regulator. A fan can be here now and it's not blowing. Not because there is no power at work in the fan. There is power at work <laughs> in the fan. But you have not, you know, switched the thing from zero to one. I get it. So you are the one that will determine what the amount of air you will be getting from the fan, what the, the, the fan will be working out, will be determined by the, 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 the regulator. I, I don't know whether you're getting that. So, for this person, he may, his, own, his own fan may be blowing very well, working out great things, because his regulator is in five. But this one, his own, is in one. This one, there's nothing working. There's no prayer he prayed that gets answered. No prayer that gets answered. He's wondering, why is it that my prayer is not answered? His own regulator is in zero. Did you get it now? Yes. This one that everything he prays gets answered. He has brought the regulator to the highest level. So, whatever... The, 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 the fan can do everything at that level. So I say there are two factors. Because the power at work in us is the Holy Ghost. is in us. The power of God at work in us is the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, remember that you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come. So the Holy Ghost is the, let me say, let me say it the way we said it before, the power of God is embedded in the Holy Ghost. So when God gives you the Holy Ghost, He gives you the power. So, 
Now, when we say the power at work in us, he's talking about the Holy Spirit working in us. Working in us. So, the rate at which he works is determining what, what comes out of you. What is manifesting in you. And there are two factors. One is your surrenderedness to him. You are surrendered how you allow him to, to lead you. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. If you are the kind that does what you like, disobeys the Holy Spirit prompting, and you, don't, you, you just do what you like, you don't allow him to lead you, then the, the Spirit will not be working. Because if you are, you are the one that is doing everything, thinking out everything, going the way you want, he will not be working. But when you allow him, surrender to him. So, the rate at which this brother surrenders to the Holy Spirit is different from this brother. I hope you know that. I hope you know that. You, you meet variety of believers. Different kinds of believers. You meet somebody who will tell you that, see, my kind of person, I don't tolerate this. Now, this, guy, this person that is talking like that is starting to tell you that he is the one that he determines what he does. He doesn't know that the Lord can alter your kind of person. He doesn't know what it means to deny self. Are you getting it? So, if you are not surrendered to the Holy Spirit at all, he doesn't work. Now, if you totally surrender and allow him, he works mightily in you. But if you partially surrender, he, his rate of working, and you know that the power at work in you determines what God can do in you and through you. I hope you have not forgotten that. Now, the number two factor is moving the spirit moving the spirit to walk by prayer by prayer so god is moved when we pray that is why we pray that is why jesus prayed while he was here on earth you know jesus is the son of god is is not born with sin he's holy i i get it now but for him to carry out the purpose of god to do the work of God, he, he has to pray. And that is why when you read the scriptures about where he prayed, if you study it carefully, you notice that there is, especially where he prayed long hours, there is always a special manifestation of the Holy Ghost power and anointing. For example, when the day he prayed for about 10 hours, was if you read Matthew chapter 14, you see where he did miracles of feeding the fish, uh, feeding the 5,000 with bread and fish. And then when he finished that, he told the disciples to enter into the boat and cross over to the other side before him. Then when they entered the boat and crossed over, he went to the mountain to pray. He prayed for about 10 hours. If you calculate the number of, it's about 10 hours. By the time he finished that prayer, by 3 a.m., the, the third wash of the night, he was now walking on the sea. Are you getting me now? If you look at it carefully, how that's the only place he walked on the sea. He prayed and prayed and prayed, and prayer changed his perspective. He looked at the water, he didn't see water again. He saw a dry ground. He began to, began to walk. He didn't walk on the sea because he's the son of God. He walked on the sea because uh, uh, his faith was boosted by the prayer. He looked at the water. What he saw is not water, he saw land. He began to walk. And the, if you read that story carefully, you notice that the, the kind of storm that was trying to capsize the, the boat of the apostles was on the same sea where he was walking. A storm that is trying to capsize a whole boat, a human being, one person is walking. You know what a boat is compared to the, the weight of a boat compared to the weight of a, a human being? The kind of storm that, that will capsize a boat will carry a human being and throw 
But he's walking there. And when he entered into the boat, the, the, the wind ceased. When they landed the other side, come and see miracles, signs and wonders. In Luke chapter 6 verse 12, he went to the mountain and prayed all night. If you read that scripture, he con- look at it. He continued all night in prayer. So, what I'm trying to show you is that anywhere you see Jesus, pray long hours. Eh? The next thing you're going to see is manifest, diverse manifestation of signs, wonders in a, a powerful way. Luke chapter 6 verse 12. And it came to pass in those days that he went out into a mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. He continued all night in prayer to God. And then when it was day, he called unto him his disciples. That was the the next, he chose the disciples. After that choice that he did in that mountain in the morning. Look at what happened in the next verse, verse 17. And he came down with them. Are you following me? He went up to pray. After praying, he chose the twelve on the mountain. When he finished using the twelve, he now came down with them. So when he came down with them on the mountain, he stood on the plain, and the company of his disciples, and a great multitude of people out of the Judea and Jerusalem, and from the sea, coast of Tyre and Zidon, which came to him to hear and to be healed of their diseases. Now look at what happened in the next verse. Verse 18. What did you see there? And they that were versed with unclean spirit, and they were healed. Next verse, verse 19. And the whole multitude sought to touch him. For there went virtue out of him and healed them all. How did that, that man... You see, if you are studying the Bible, it's not every time that the cloth of Jesus became that powerful. No. No. There are some manifestations of power that follows directly to the long hours of prayer. That's why, let me give you an example. You're a man of God. You are to preach somewhere and you spend long hours praying and praying and praying and praying before you get there. What will manifest there in power will not be compared to the meeting that you didn't pray to go. Yes. There is a direct connection between prayer and and manifestation of power. So what, how do we explain that? When we pray, the Holy Ghost is moved to work. When we pray short prayers, the Holy Ghost works shortly. When we pray long, we put him to work. Prayer moves him to work. As you are praying, he's working in you. And as he's working in you, he's creating room to walk through you. Did you get it now? He's expanding a ground through which he will walk through you. That's what praying long hours does. You need to understand. So, if you are expecting to be a custodian of divine power, somebody that God will be passing through to manifest this power to others, not just to others too, even in your own circumstances, in your business, in your education, in every aspect of your life, then you must be a man of prayers. Not just prayers, long prayers. Praying long hours. So, the question now is, how do we learn to pray long hours? Many of us, you know, it's very simple. You, you, sometimes you want to pray long, but you find out that after a while you get tired. In Luke 18 verse 1, the Bible says, He told them a parable that men ought always to pray and not to faint. In other words, he know that men can faint. But he says, see, when you pray, Make sure that you don't faint. Eh? 
How do we pray long hours? There are two ways or two um, two means of praying long hours. <laughs> if you must pray long hours, then you must pray not with human strength. Because human strength cannot endure long hours in prayer before God. Your own human strength eh, does not have the capacity to pray long before God. If you must pray long hours, it must be by the strength of the Spirit. Number two, if you must pray long hours, it must be with the language of the Spirit. These are two things that you must settle. There may be more, but these are the two I am sharing with us this morning. To pray long hours, the secret, it works with everyone, it works everywhere, it works in all situations. It's a universal law of praying long hours. You must pray with the strength of the Spirit, not your own strength, not your human strength. And you must pray with the language of the Spirit. Now, in Romans chapter 8, verse 26, it says, The Spirit helpeth our infirmities. So, we have infirmities, natural infirmities. So, what God did by sending the Holy Ghost to live in us is because He already knows that when it comes to spiritual things, especially prayer, that we are weak. That was what happened in Gethsemane when Jesus was praying and was expecting Peter, James, and John to pray. They were sleeping. He said the flesh is weak. So, God already knows that the flesh is weak when it comes to prayer or the things of God. Are you following me? Now, he said, likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. Our infirmities. We have infirmities. We have weaknesses. Whenever it comes to prayer, the Spirit must help our infirmities if we must pray and pray well. He said, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. Verse 27. And he that searcheth the heart knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. We don't know what to pray. That's part of our weakness too. We don't know what to pray as we ought to. That's one way our weakness manifests also in prayers. Because sometimes, when you ask, I've heard unbelievers or some people say, what are you praying for one hour? Eh? If I want to pray, five minutes is enough for me, ten minutes is enough for me, I will just say, uh, you know. But when I see you pray for one hour, two hours, three hours, I wonder what you are praying. That is one weakness that man has in prayer. You don't know what to pray. You don't know how, you know, how to even pray it. And you don't even have the strength to, to pray it. So, for you to properly pray and pray well, it must be by the strength of the Spirit. If you depend on, on your strength, you will not go far in the place of prayer. Because many times we are weak, we are tired, and yet we know that we need to pray. So, how do we at such point really pray? It must not be by our strength because we don't even have the strength. We must learn to assess the strength of the Spirit. We must learn to rely on the Spirit. To be able to give us the strength and access to be able to pray. That's why in Psalm 80 verse 18, Psalm 80 verse 18, the psalmist understood this technology very well. He said that we will not draw back from following you, quicken, quicken us, so we will call upon your name. 
Psalm 80 verse 18. So we will not go back from you. Quicken us and we will call upon your name. So we will not go back from you. Quicken us. What does it mean to quicken? Strengthen us. Eh? John 6 is 3. It is the spirit that quickens. The flesh profited nothing. The words I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. Quicken us. So we will call upon your name. What is the end of that? If he doesn't quicken us, we don't have the capacity to stand, the stamina to remain and keep praying for one hour, two hours, three hours. No, you need to quicken us. Another word for quicken there is activate us. Eh? Activate us with your own strength so that we will be able to call upon your name. We will be able to pray. Otherwise, we will not pray and the next thing that will happen is that we will start going back from you. Of course, you know, once a, prayer man's, a man's prayer life begins to go down, go down, go down, the next thing is so many other things will start creeping in and the person will start going back from following him. So we will not go back from you. If we will not go back from you, you must quicken us. And that is why when you want to really pray, you must remember that you need quickening. Quickening. From the Holy Ghost, from the, from the Lord. You must pray and say, God, but I think the first thing to pray is to ask him to quicken you. Because if he doesn't quicken you, how can you pray? He said, quicken us and we will call upon your name. So you need that quickening for you to be able to call upon his name. Songs of Solomon 1 verse 4. Draw us and we will run after you. The same principle. Draw us. Draw, no, draw me. <laughs> that, that scripture is something else. Songs of... Um, Solomon, let's look at it um, quickly. Chapter 1, verse 4. It's, it, it, this one is even more serious. Songs of Solomon 1, verse 4. Are you there? He said, Draw me where we run after thee. Draw me where we run after me. What's the meaning of that? He didn't say, Draw me and I will run after you. Eh? Draw me, we will. That is. He will draw your spirit and your body, your soul, everything. We what? <laughs> we pick a race. Are you getting it? Everything within you will become strong to run. Are you getting it now? So, if he doesn't draw you, you won't run. There must be that divine drawing within that will energize you for the race. Every athlete Every runner needs energy to run. Prayer is a run. We must not run with human strength. You will not go far. If it is human activity, normal activity, then you don't need his drawing. But if it is praying, praying long hours, we will need him to draw us for us to be able to run after him. How do we get activated by the spirit, strength, and energy? By waiting upon the Lord. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 28. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 28. Has thou not known, has thou not heard, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, is not like man that faints, neither is weary. There is no section of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint. Take note of that. He giveth power to the faint. He giveth power to the faint. 
and to them that has no might, he increases strength. That's what he does. He specializes in giving power to the faint. Please note, this Isaiah chapter 40 verse 28 made it clear to us that God is not like man that can faint or can become weak. He doesn't get weak. God is ever strong, ever powerful. There's no point in time that God will say, Ah, I'm tired. I have worked so much. I'm tired. No, he's not, he doesn't get tired. He doesn't faint. He doesn't get weak. Like some of us, when you come back from work and you know you needed to pray, and you say, Hey, I'm tired. I know I need, to, I need to pray, but I am tired. I have worked and worked and worked. God doesn't get tired. Are you getting it? That's why Jesus said, My father walketh it and I walk it. That is to say, God is always working. He's working until now. And I'm working. So he doesn't get tired of work. It, it, it's when we get tired that we, 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 we needed rest. God doesn't need any rest. He is always strong and powerful. If he decides to rest, it is just to he say, God rested on the seventh day and hallowed it so that he will teach man how to rest and how to hallow. Are you getting it now? It's not because he's tired. No. He, he, he rested because he finished a session of work and needed to teach man how to rest and hallow a particular you know, period of rest and have a time to commune with him too. So God is always strong, ever strong. So note that, that even when you are weak, somebody is strong and that person is in you. Remember that the Holy Ghost is God, he's in you. I am weak, oh, I am tired. I have exhausted myself from a lot of things, but I have God in me and that God is not weak. He's not tired. So he can still do something for me. Did you get it now? We always forget. We always forget that we have God in us. And we always forget also that the God we have in us is ever strong, ever you know, powerful God. He doesn't get weak. So whenever you are weak, whenever you are tired, you are exhausted, remember that the most powerful one is in you. It's, not, it's your flesh that is weak. Are you following me? Yes, you needed to pray. You are weak, you are tired. But somebody is in you that is not tired. And he can, from his strength, supply you, quicken you, draw you, and you will run. Even in the place of prayer. Are you getting that now? So, that is very powerful. The next verse said, He is not just powerful, he doesn't faint, but he also has the benevolence of giving his power out. He doesn't say, I am most powerful, I keep it to myself. No, he giveth his power to defend. So, if you know that he is there, ever powerful, and you are weak, and you are exhausted, you are tired from a lot of activities, and you still need to pray, you need to remember that the one in you is not stingy with his power. He can also give a power to you, even at that point, at that stage that you are fainted or you are weak. And again, don't make the mistake of thinking that you are strong because the energy of the flesh is there. Even if you feel that you are strong in the energy of the flesh, you can't even carry it to pray and pray long. So, neither the energy of the flesh or the strength of the flesh is needed for prayer. prayer. I repeat, Neither the energy of the flesh or the strength of the flesh is needed for real praying in the Holy Ghost. Are, are you getting it? So, whether you are strong physically, you finish eating and you are, you full of, you are full of strength, or you are weak from work, tired, 
you at the same rate needed for him to draw you. Because we don't pray with the energy of the flesh. You won't go far. No, you won't go far. We needed that quickening from the spirit. We needed that drawing from him. So that he will energize us by his strength to run after him. He giveth power to the weak. And to them that have no strength, no might. So even if you come to the point where you are exhausted. And there is no might again, no strength. You know what he's going to do? He will increase your strength. Hallelujah. I'm excited that there is a God in me that is not tired. There is a God in me that is ever powerful. Even when I seem to be tired and weak, he is not. And he's not stingy. He's benevolent. He can increase my strength. He can give me power. So with this, the next verse, he said, even the youth shall faint and be weary and the young men shall utterly fail. That's youth with the energy of the flesh. Their energy of the flesh will fail them. Eh? The strength of the flesh, the arm of the flesh will fail you. But verse 31, he said, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. So how do we assess this quickening, this strength from the Lord who is in us? By waiting upon Him. By waiting upon Him. Are you getting it now? Yes. I am tired. I am weak. I have God who is in me, who is not tired, who is not weak. I have to wait upon the Lord to strengthen me now. I have been asking him, Lord, give me strength. I need to, I need to really pray. I, I am supposed to pray for two hours, three hours, four hours, five hours, ten hours. You know, sometimes when we have a corporate prayer and we say we are going to pray for six hours, many of us will die many times before the six hours prayer. <laughs> or we say we are praying twelve hours. I mean, the, the flesh at the time you just can say, are you sure you are going to make it? Twelve hours. So we, we, we finish dying before the twelve hours we start. You know, they have already imagined. Am I sure? And most times when you now start praying, at the end of the 12 hours, you ask, Ah, I was able to pray for 12 hours. When it comes to pray, you see the flesh, you see the flesh getting so agitated, so frightened, so afraid. But when it comes to reading of books or other physical things, do you, do you get afraid that you're about to go to work and you're going to spend 8 hours at work? Eh? From 8 o'clock to 4 o'clock. Are you afraid that you're going to? No. But if it is praying from 8 to 4, something is in you. The flesh is getting afraid. Thinking, are you sure you're going to make it? If we understand the place of prayer and the place of long, long prayer, we will not allow the flesh to deceive us. We will not. Are you getting it? We will make up our mind. Knowing that the strength to stand and pray is not going to come from us. We will ever rely and depend on him who is in us, ever powerful, ever strong. And he is willing to give us strength and increase our power. But we need to wait. So how do we wait upon him? You remember that Jesus told the disciples, don't go out of Jerusalem. Tarry until you are endued with power from on high. Luke 24, 49. Then in chapter 1 of Acts, he said to them that you should not move out of Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father. Acts chapter 1 verse 5. He said to them, please look at that scripture. Acts chapter 1 verse 
Okay, verse 4. And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father. They should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father. Wait for the... Take note of that word, wait. They that wait upon the Lord. How are they going to wait? Wait for the promise of the Father. Now, when you look at the same chapter 1, verse... Let me start from verse 12. He said, Then returned they unto Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is from Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey. And when they were coming, they went into an upper room where abode Peter and James and John and Andrew, Philip and Thomas and Bartholomew and Matthew, James the son of Alphonse and Simon Zelot, and Judas the brother of James. Everybody read verse 14 together with me. One to go. These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his um, brethren. Now, when Jesus said, wait for the promise of the Father, there's an activity that is encapsulated under that word, wait. And the disciples understood that it is prayer. Are, are you following me? So that's why when they return back, they didn't say, our August said we should wait. They understood the wait as continue in prayer. Now, which energy are they using to pray? I must be honest with you. The energy they are using to pray at this point is the energy of the flesh. They continued in prayer. They continued in prayer. So you have to start with the energy of the flesh. They, they, look at chapter 2 verse 1. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly, somebody say suddenly, suddenly, there was a quickening from above. Are you getting it now? The period of waiting, you are waiting for strength to come. Eh? You are not strong, but you are waiting. What, are you, how, what is the activity that is inside the world waiting? You have to be praying. With the energy of the flesh. Telling the Father, please, I need strength to pray. You can also be speaking with the language of the Spirit. You know, we need that means of waiting until He quickens us. You already know that He will quicken us. Are you getting me? You know that engine that grinds cassava and turns it to Gary, you know that engine. Some of the, I don't know, there are two types. There is one that you will just start automatically. But there is one you will use the energy of the flesh to whine and whine and whine and whine and whine until something synchronizes within the engine and it will get quickened. And it will begin to run on its own. But for it to start running on its own, you need to use the mechanical energy to bring it to the frequency where it will synchronize for the activation to take place. That time you are whining and whining and whining is the waiting with the prayer. You are just praying or singing and you are just worshipping. You know, I don't know whether it has happened to you. You just want to pray. You don't have strength. You now start singing a worship song singing a worship song, or you are praying in the Holy Ghost, and after about 10 minutes, 15 minutes, you notice that something got quickened within you. You notice that this, you just change. The song will change. Everything will change. Strength will come from nowhere. Has it happened to you before? That's what 
God wants us to be doing always. And if you are praying and praying and you are getting tired, that's how also to renew your strength. Say, they that waited upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. There is strength renewal. Listen, where do you get energy to pray for 10 hours? Where? How? The day I prayed for 10 hours, the day I prayed for 10 hours at a stretch, I, you must know what renewing of, because when you get to 3 hours, 3 hours is the normal, even if you have the energy of the flesh and you are pushing, you can't go beyond 3 hours by the energy of the flesh. By the 3 hours, you notice that if you are walking, walking around, your legs are already in pain, everything is just getting tired. and So at that time, you will need a quickening. You will need a renewal of strength that will take you for the next three hours. Then after another three hours, you will need, it's a renewal, you know, cycle from one renewal to another. Renewing your strength for you to be able to remember that it is the working of the Spirit by the prayer that determines the outworking. I repeat, the in-working of the Spirit, as you move Him to walk by prayer, long hours prayer, that determines His outworking. Don't be surprised that when you cast a demon, uh, command a demon to go, and the demon is struggling with you. Have you forgotten that somebody's handkerchief was casting a demon out? Somebody's shadow was casting demon out. And you, you will spend 30 minutes commanding demon to go. Why somebody will not... Can you imagine if Peter... Eh? Comes to where you are doing deliverance. And I say, You demon, go in the name of Jesus. And the will do like, do like this. And Peter said, Wait, wait, let me just pass. <laughs> eh? And he just passed. You know, when the Bible says he's shadow, I hope you know that it's not only the sun that can give shadow. Can this light give shadow? Look at the shadow of. Are you getting me? There's the shadow of the stand now. Are you seeing a shadow of the stand? So, anything that can produce shadow, you don't, they don't need to wait for light to shine before they, they can just use light and produce shadow. <laughs> and shadow will be healing people. Are you getting this now? So, you can see the dimension of power that Peter is emitting. The outworking of anointing that is flowing from Paul and this man is so powerful. Why? Check their prayer life. And you can also see that the manifestation of the power in Jesus is not because it's Jesus. Is because look at it, he went up to the mountain to pray and he continued. Listen, he continued. Anytime you see the word continue, continue means that you have reached to a point where you are tired. So you needed to continue. But for you to continue, you needed another extra activation of energy. Are you getting it? So for Jesus to continue, in fact, in Gethsemane, in Luke chapter 22, you see what happened there. He needed to pray. Even when other people are sleeping. Listen, he could have slept too. But he continued praying. Look at it. Let's read that scripture quickly before we pray. Luke chapter 22, verse 39. And he came out and went as he was wont to the Mount of Olives. And his disciples also followed him. And when he was at a place, he said unto them, Pray that you enter not into temptation. And he was withdrawn from them about a stone throw and kneeled down and prayed, saying, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. 
Verse 43. Read it with me if you are there. And there appeared an angel unto him from heaven. Doing what? Strengthening him. Strengthening him. And verse 44. And being in an agony, he prayed more earnestly. And his sweat was as it were great drops of blood falling down to the ground. Next verse. And when he rose up from prayer and was come to the disciples, he found them sleeping for sorrow. And he said unto them, Why sleep ye? Rise and pray, lest you enter into temptation. Now look at it. It's very simple. In the case of the apostles, they started the prayer before the Holy Ghost came. You remember? They started the prayer. They were praying. The Bible said this all continued in prayer. What are they praying? How are they praying? The Holy Ghost is not in them. The Holy Ghost has not come. Are you getting it? So, they are just praying like every other um, Pharisee. You know Pharisees are praying? Unbelievers are praying. I hope you know. Yes. They are just praying the most. So, as they were praying, waiting upon God with the energy of their flesh, the Holy Ghost now suddenly came and they were quickened. When they were quickened, they began to speak in tongues. They began to pray and pray and pray and pray and pray for a long time. For people to gather in their thousands, that prayer must have taken for some time. Before, I mean, are you getting it now? Now, it's a principle. We also saw that principle here. The angel did not appear to Jesus before he started praying and say, um, I know you are about to pray now. Let me, I'm sent by God to quicken you. No. Jesus started praying. Are you getting it? I guess he was weak that night, but he knew what is ahead of him. He knew that I need to pray even though I'm weak. So he was just praying, praying with the energy of the flesh as, as much as he can. Just praying. And when he started that prayer, that mechanical energy prayer, the next thing that God did was to send a spirit. Are you getting it? Listen. If we are praying to our Father in heaven, then we will need strength from heaven. To communicate with him. If you are talking to somebody on the earth, eh, then there's no no need for heavenly strength. An angel was sent from heaven because he needed to pray more earnestly. Are you getting it now? When the angel came and strengthened him, he prayed more earnestly. Who sent the angel? The Father. At what time did the angel come? At the beginning of the prayer? Are, are you getting it now? You have to start. You have to start. God is waiting. It, it's your part. And he will need to see that you are really waiting. See, God is a king. You don't command him. You don't even tell him when to come. There are times you will have to start praying in tongues or worshipping. And then after 10 minutes, he will come. There are days you have to do that for 30 minutes, he will come. But he will always come when he knows that you needed to move. That's why we must do our own part to remain. And we should from today shun the thought of the flesh that is trying to tell you, how can you pray now? You are weak. Eh? Just lie down. You, in fact, you know the flesh can tell you many things. You may stand to pray. We tell you that you are weak. Your legs is too weak. Just sit down. When you sit down, he will tell you, why are you just sitting down? You can still do like this. And be praying. All that matters is that your heart is talking to God. 
And when you do like that, we tell you, you have already lied down. Now, why don't you lie down completely and pray to the Lord from your heart that God sees the heart. And by the time you lie down completely, the next thing you will see yourself in a cake and a pepper. And before you get yourself, <laughs> it will carry you very far. Eh? <laughs> While we are coming last night, the sister, our sister that was following me, he said that she's afraid of the sister was praying. <laughs> and she's already imagining how I will wake her up. <laughs> and the number of times I will wake her up because she has exhausted herself during the day and she's coming for six hours prayer in the night. Hi! The flesh was just disturbing her with all kinds of thoughts. So when she saw that there's no alternative than to follow us to come, she just said, God, now your hand I did for for this night. That's how the flesh will be giving you all kinds of thoughts, telling you that you can't make it. But you need to remember that there is a God we are in me, in me, in you. And he doesn't get tired. Even when we are exhausted from work and we are weak. Is he weak? He never gets weak. And he also has a heart, a benevolence of dispensing his strength to us. Now listen, angel came down from heaven and strengthened Jesus, but we are even privileged that the Holy Spirit is in us now. That he will strengthen us from inside. Are you getting it? He can energize us from within. So we need to trust him, wait on him, ask him to strengthen us. Say to him, Lord, quicken me and I will call upon you. Quicken me. I need to call upon you now, but I can't do it except you quicken me. And if you are praying and you are getting tired, cry out again. Say, quicken me. Are, are you getting it? You are get, Cry out to him. Peter was sinking as he was walking on the water. He cried out. He lifted him up. So if you begin to go down, your strength is go down, you are sinking in strength. As you, are, you cry out and say, Holy Ghost, I still need to pray more. Quicken me. Draw me and I will run after you. Running requires energy. But that energy comes when he draws us. I want us to learn this as a principle. Though we are going to apply it this morning. But it's a principle that should guide us. Why do we need to pray long hours? Why? Because there is a working in us that we must activate by prayer, by long prayer. So that the outworking of the power of God through us will be mighty. How many of us want God to use us mightily, powerfully, doing miracles, signs and wonders? The way is the way of what? Praying long hours. Tomorrow, I'm going to look at the praying with the language of the Spirit. I can't delve into it now. But for now, let's first of all understand the benefit of praying long hours. And then, the first secret is praying with the strength of the Spirit. How to assess it? Tomorrow, we now look at praying with the language of the Spirit. So let's rise as we begin to uh, exercise and practice what God has taught us. First of all, begin to appreciate Him. Say, Father, thank you for this revelation. Thank you for this inspiration. If God has opened your eyes and blessed you with His revelation this morning, just appreciate Him. Give Him praise. Give Him honor. Magnify His name. Exalt Him. Worship Him. Thank Him for we, what, what He has shown us. It's a mystery. It's a kingdom mystery. Say, Father, thank you for this mystery. Thank you for blessing my life. Showing me, Lord, your word. Give Him praise. Give Him praise. Thank you for listening. I trust you are blessed by God's word. This message and many more can be downloaded from our Telegram, podcast and YouTube channels at Chidebele Udeze. For testimonies, counseling and prayers, you can send an email to Calvary Revival Labels at gmail.com or call 
0806507999 and you can also follow us on our social media handles at Chidebele Udeze. God bless you.